welcome to episode 83 of Book Off Banter. I've just said to Carla, standards have slipped dramatically already. Last time I had my hair just, I mean, not done for the podcast, but it had just been done. This time I've got a really scruffy ponytail and I'm in my pajamas. You look fine. You look amazing. Like I said, my friend went to Harry Styles on Saturday in her pajamas. I will explain. Yeah. Oh my God. Although actually, um, me and Rachel went to see um, My Therapist Ghosted Me. Do you listen to that podcast? Oh, do I've been listening to them. Yeah, yeah. You went, yeah. Yeah. Um, we went to see them and um, we went to Primark and she hadn't got an outfit with her. And uh, I saw this really nice nighty, and I was like, I think you should buy that and wear it as a, a dress. And she did, and it looked amazing. And why not? And why not? And yeah. why not? Okay, so I mean, we're just going to have to go straight to you for news because... Like, honestly, I don't. if I start crying, people, if I start crying, don't judge me. It has been emotional. That's, that's, people could go, how was it? And I go, I, I, I'm not ever going to be the same again. My life, I've got life before last week and after, <laughs> and I'm a different person for it. Honestly, I swear, I'm not at me. I actually am not being dramatic. I know I can be dramatic. I'm actually not being dramatic when I say that. So now all life events are going to be like BHC and PHC. It was up there with some of the most amazing moments of my life. I am going to cry. One of the most amazing moments of my life. And I know that sounds really pathetic, like standing in a stadium with 80,000 people twice, watching one man on stage, but just the two different experiences I had over the two nights. Oh, I can't explain. I can't explain it, but I will try uh, because it's a podcast that so would be really shit if I just gave up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> make something of it, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, so don't just sit there crying, woman. <laughs> Um, like literally um on the Wednesday so I went on the Wednesday with Georgie so Georgie I have met once before in real life Georgie came to stay here I met her through team chasing she's lovely adorable she's like a little adorable little pocket trinket you just want to keep her in your pocket she's always up for anything now, the story of Georgie is that she's been on the um she'd been to Coventry night one and had sat up in the nosebleeds with some friends and they sat there they've enjoyed themselves but it had turned her from thinking and she'd only got the ticket sort of because it was going spare and it turned her obviously when she'd been seeing him live it turned her into this like obsessive fan and so she actually messaged me and said I have to see him again I I should say that I've happened on these two tickets so she came with me on the Wednesday and we went down and we stayed in this Airbnb which was quite hilarious and we went in and we were not prepared because they I'd heard that I had front pitch tickets and I thought even French pitch was quite far back. It wasn't. But the problem was we hadn't realised we'd gone in how close we were. And we'd met up in the afternoon, got to where we needed to be. And we'd kind of got a little bit on it, on the drink. So we were pissed. Well, no, we weren't pissed, pissed. I said. We were quite squiffy. And we also had snuck in, in my boots, so cowboy boots. Uh, in my left boot, I had gin. <laughs> In my right boot, I had tequila. Oh uh, in like, these, like, <laughs> like piss bags. Uh, that's they were actually like, a really, like, that's a, a bonus. So those cowboy boots are paying you back because you're saving so much money. Those cowboy boots were, they were an investment piece on, yeah. in every which way, every which way. 
so uh we got in there and they were like <laughs> i actually do feel a little bit sorry because obviously because it was they were it was such a good a place that where we were there were people that had flown in from like finland and sweden for this concert and basically they had to put up with me and georgie were a right pair of dickheads all evening uh but we had we were making them all do tequila shots we had like a really great time I think we went a bit harder than everyone else around us. It was all very serious. And it was very busy where we were there. It was very packed because everyone wanted to get as close to the front as they could to yeah. see Harry. It was, an, it was an amazing concert. He threw out, you know, he he started all of a sudden in this tour, he suddenly started to do this, pu- pulling out a random song. So we had an amazing night and it was absolutely brilliant. And I loved it. And then we were watching the videos and I was just like, I can't believe we were so close. I even forgot to zoom in on my videos. It was, it was just surreal. Uh, and then we came out, we, maybe at another time I'll tell you the story of Foghorn Leghorn and her sister and dead Joe. But I don't know, I think we've got so much to cover, I feel that it won't happen tonight. So we came out and obviously I said I had to go home. And I came home and I actually was so tired and thought, I don't know if I want to go on Saturday. I had such a good time on the Wednesday. It was an amazing experience. We were close Yeah, to would it like gonna- not match up? Yeah. We're going to be further back this time, you know, so we're not going to be close to him. And I just like, do I want to do this again? And ruin like this experience that I had by going and like going, oh, well, this is shit compared to Wednesday. So the only thing at that point was, um, obviously, I was meant to be going with Lucy, Lucy oh, yeah. Robinson, a foot loose, who rather sadly had appendicitis. And up until sort of like the Tuesday-ish time, um, we'd been quite hopeful that she was still going to make it. So she, I think she had an operation on the Monday, but she had it like keyhole. And all the surgeons never said, no, you know, she'll recover. It'll be fine. It turns out that she had some complications and she couldn't. And so in stepped another friend of mine called Louise, who I've known for years and years and years and years and years and years, but had never met before in person. So we'd actually met via an internet forum when we pl- both planned our weddings, or Louise planned her first wedding. And we kind of kept in touch and we've been sort of like supported each other through breakups and children and money oh worries, you know. Never actually got to meet in person. So the only thing that made me want to really want to go on the Saturday was I was finally going to meet Louise because she stepped up. So I said, right, do you know what? Even if the concert isn't as great, even if I don't have such a good time, I'm going to finally meet Louise. It's going to yeah. be great. And then on the Carla, I'm night, so invested here. I'm just like shuffled in my chair and leant forward. Oh, bless you. So, on the other, so then on the Friday night, I get these messages from Georgie and she is like, I have got the worst FOMO you can imagine. I need to come back to see Harry again. I said, well, let's see if we can get you a ticket. So our Friday night was spent scouring the internet for tickets. Now, obviously, what has happened was over um, the course of Wembley, my guy, Harry, had been getting more and more feral and crazy and dropping in songs that people hadn't heard for decades, ages, you know, he was just going mad. So people really wanted to go to this last night at Wembley. So we could, you could not get a ticket for love nor money unless you were willing to drop 500 quid on a ticket that we had so we were like, you were just like she was like i can't afford that so i said look if we don't work it out we'll go to cardiff so we looked there were some tickets for cardiff and we're like yeah we'll do cardiff instead so you will see him again she's like right okay and then i i sent her this message and i went i've just got a feeling you're gonna be you're gonna be with us and she went can you imagine if we pull it off can you imagine if we pull it off 
So anyway, I'm driving down to London. I get these text messages come through. Carla, 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 I need to speak to you. I pull over. She phones me. I've got a ticket. I was like, are you kidding me? She bought a ticket of somebody on Facebook that morning. She was coming as well. We were just like, I knew it was going to happen. So now I think I feel like I need to explain because not everyone's going to be a massive Harry fan. We need to explain the story of Hitties and medicine. Um, because I feel like I'll be talking a different language. So when Harry wears no top, when he has his oh, has his chest out, we call it his hitties. He's got the Harry titties out there, the hitties. And it's kind of a little bit of a thing to be at a concert when he's got hitties. But Wembley, he'd been wearing these dungarees with T-shirts underneath. So on night two, he had quite frankly quite a hideous outfit on. He'd had these T-shirts on dungarees and he'd worn them one, night one, night two, night three. So that's the story of hitties. The next story is, ma- is medicine. Now, Medicine is my, I love this song. I don't know why. It's just an amazing, brilliant song. And the story of Medicine is he wrote that song back when he first went solo and he was about writing his first album. And he they recorded one version of it, which wasn't a brilliant studio version of it. And it deemed, they deemed it not good enough to make the album. So it didn't make the album. It wasn't great enough. So there's, he then performed it once because he obviously had needed songs to perform when he and he performed, and the crowd went absolutely ballistic for it so it's become this song that everyone loves okay because it's a, and he occasionally drops it into his live sets and you never know when it's coming you don't know what when he's going to do it he doesn't give you any warning and just suddenly this medicine starts and you can't listen to it in any way other than watch youtube videos of people that have recorded it live um, and occasionally this one studio version, someone's got a cheeky recording of it and they stick it up on Spotify and it gets taken down and they get banned from Spotify. So this song is, it's kind of like, it's the holy grail for a Harry fan is to see it performed. And actually when we went last year to Manchester, we went purely because one of the reasons I said that they were calling it his homecoming gig. I said, he's going to do medicine and medicine like I said is my song and I said to my friends I said if he does medicine live if I ever hear that man sing medicine live I will get some of the lyrics tattooed on me he didn't sing it live okay so he didn't sing it live on the Friday night at Wembley so we went night two because we were like yeah he's going to sing it live he's going to do it night two you know looking at the patterns when he does it didn't sing medicine so on the Friday when we're panicking, trying to get Georgie's ticket, Georgie says, I don't know how to tell you this. She said, he's just done medicine. It's just come up on TikTok. He's sung medicine at London. So I'm nearly in tears at this point because he's never, ever, ever done medicine two nights on the trot. So I'm like, well, he's not going to do it tomorrow. Fuck. What am I going to do? We'll have to go to Cardiff. We'll have to go to Italy. We're like literally trying to plan any way we can so I can. I want to hear this song live. Anyway. Yeah, so that's that's the story of medicine, and they're the story of hitties. So we get down there, we all meet up. Luckily, Georgie and, and Lou get on brilliantly, and we go in, and we're in rear pitch, and we met these American girls who had flown all the way from America. They'd been to Slane Castle, and then ended up with us. And rear pitch, people said to me, rear pitch is about the vibe. I was not prepared. The vibe was... Human beings are hilarious when you think about what we do and things we stuff. But in that back of that pitch with Harry Styles playing, I just experienced the best of human 
it was just such a wonderful, wonderful experience. We went dancing and singing and nobody cared what was going on. And it was just amazing. Anyway, so he did Love of My Life. So we're like, oh, we've got Love of Life. Then he did this song called Stockholm Syndrome. Like, oh, well, def medicine's definitely not going to happen. You've got Stockholm Syndrome. And then he did Sweet Creature, which he hasn't performed for seven years. Right. So he, he wrote it. He wrote it for his sister. Um, and he's like, right, I'm going to sing this for my sister. So we're like, absolutely. There's no way now we've got these three songs that people have been desperate here. There's no way we're going to get medicine. So these songs are going on. We absolutely had the time of our lives. We did the circle for satellite. Oh, I just can't explain how wonderful it was. And he goes off and he comes to do this encore. And he, do, he was doing Sign of the Times. And last year when he did the first ever Wembley gig, it was pissing with rain. And in Sign of the Times, there was a moment, and there's a lot of footage of him doing this. He like looks out across the crowd and you can see him thinking, oh my God, I'm this is me at Wembley. He has a yeah. real moment because this is opening night. And there's all these people holding up lights, singing his songs back at him in the rain and he covers his face with his hands and he just has you can tell he's just having this real moment sign of the time starts like who's chucking water on me it started raining for sign of the times again so it had been boiling hot all day this song starts it starts raining he's uh, we've got these fireworks going off he stood at the bottom of this stage with with this rain coming down and it was like this girl in front of me was like I think I'm having a religious experience. She was crying. I'm not a hugger, but I was literally just holding her, just saying, listen, darling, it's fine. You know, it was just completely surreal and bizarre. And he just he, he just closed his eyes, looked up at the sky, closed his eyes, put his face to the sky, and you could tell he was just having another one of those moments. And then he just says, I'm having the best. He said, he said, thank you. He said, I'm having the best night of my life. I was like, so am I, so am I. <laughs> We're like kindred spirits, Harry. <laughs> I know. So I'm having all, I was really, really hot in my jacket, but that's another story. Um, so we're having all these moments. We've had all these secret songs. And I'm like, it's still been one, but it hasn't mattered. And then the next second I hear these, these, oh God, I'm getting goosebumps now. The next second I get, I hear these notes play. And I'm like, no. And all the people that are around me, we've been talking about this medicine story. They all stop and look at me. Everyone just stops still. I swear to God, I have broken my knees. I fell onto my knees because it was the opening bars of medicine. Georgie's better pick me up. She's just screaming in my ear going, oh, he's doing it, it's happening, it's happening. And it was just, and the whole place just went off. I mean, because no one was expecting it. It was just insane. And I... So what lyrics are you getting tattooed on you? I'm having, I had a few, got drunk on you and now I'm wasted. Because it's got a twofold for me. I know it's irrelevant to the song, but also it's like I've been to see him a few times. I've got drunk watching him, and my life's never going to be the same. It's completely wasted. So that's that's the reason I'm picking for those ones. But it is just, oh, and everything just went. I think my soul left my body. I'm not quite sure what happened, but yeah, it was just brilliant. It was just the most amazing, amazing experience, and. We sort of came out and we'd already toyed with getting these tickets and we sort of had like half reserved these tickets in Cardiff and we came out, we was just like, nah, we cannot beat that. I'm not yeah. going to. So I think, I think I would be hard pushed even if he toured again to go again because I just had such an, an, a magnificent, amazing experience there on both nights, Very two very different nights, but just, oh, 
And then I came home on Sunday and I just kept crying. And my husband was like, will you stop fucking crying? You were supposed to enjoy yourself. I went, I did, but I can't stop crying. I haven't been able to listen to any Harry Styles songs since. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Uh, it might bring like a kind of form of PTSD. But yeah, it was brilliant. I do have a little bit of stress because I keep going through TikTok and I keep appearing in the background of people's <laughs> And I'm like, quickly scroll fast. Let's pretend we didn't see that one. <laughs> How many places um, was I? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, what the fuck? Where did all that come from? The problem is, it's like, you can't miss me, can you? Like, no, that, yeah. Red. And I'm all arms and bloody legs. And I had that ridiculous jacket on on the Saturday night. And Which outfit did you like the best? In terms I of especially comfort, went on to social media to look at your clothes. I, I And I appreciate you for that. I really do. In terms of comfort, had to be Wednesday's little short set thing. That was so but nice. In terms, but in terms of just pure iconicness, it had to be the jacket. The problem with the jacket was I was so fucking hot. I said I that. There's a reason that tinsel comes out at Christmas. <laughs> yes. You do not wear tinsel on a 25 degree day. And I no. learned that the hard way. I was telling everyone. I'm so they were going, your jacket's amazing. Oh, she's so fucking hot in it. I'm so hot. I said, I'm like a human microwave. I literally, I was microwaving myself in it. And I took it off and I kept throwing it on the floor because I had a love hate relationship with it at one point. I took it off and then people would like stand on it. Then I get all protective of it. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, you maybe would have been better to crop it. Maybe take his arms off or something. I'm not sure. I can understand that when he wears his tinsel jackets, he doesn't have sleeves on it. I think the sleeves on mine was the final straw. Mm. I was really annoyed everyone because when we got back Lou went well you're hot by any chance Carla I was like I don't know if I told you I got so hot in it it literally tattooed itself to my skin it's fading now but I literally had strips of red and blue all down my arms and all down my body where it literally got so hot and pressed to me the colour had gone into my skin so I had broken legs broken knees where I thought I've literally got the two biggest bruises of my life on my knees and post-traumatic stress disorder and yeah, and red and blue marks all down my arms, um, like literally. And the the bruises on my knees are brilliant because they're actually in the shape of the grid, which is on the floor of uh, Wembley. <laughs> I went, honestly, I went like a sack of shit. I just went poof onto the floor. It was oh, but yeah, I loved every moment, and I want to go back and do that again. Not go and do another concert. I just want to go back and do the Wednesday yeah. and the Saturday. And, but yeah, it was amazing. And me and Georgie and Lou keep remembering stuff that we did and said and things that happened at the concert and just keep messing each, messaging each other. And then certain things will make me cry again. Um, but yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I will get over it at some point. When I went to poll last night, any requests for music? And Amber that I go to poll with was like, for the love of Christ, please don't put any heavy stuff on. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody needs that degree. Nobody's got their flippers with them. No, so yeah, it was brilliant, and I just, I don't, I don't regret a single moment of any of it, and I just love it. Life's for living, you know. It's so yeah, that's the week that was. My horses. I came back and I had every intention of riding on Sunday, um, and I really was. It's like I, I got even set off early back from London so I could get back and ride, but I was just so emotionally drained. <laughs> I was like, I can't run my horses. I can't do anything. I was like, I was like shell shocked. I was like, sounds yeah. so like staring into space. Just like, did that happen? 
has the last four days happen. You just needed like a recuperation day. Just needed to like, it was was actually quite funny because my my eldest was, um, he stayed at his girlfriend's. I saw him, like I can't remember what day it was, Monday. And he stayed at his girlfriend's, he was at school and stuff. And then I was joking that on the Sunday, I said, I've actually seen Harry Styles more than I've seen my own son this week. <laughs> I just kept going back to see him, but yeah. Yeah, loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And I just, like I said, I'm kind of wanting to watch TikToks of it because it's amazing, but also a little bit scared because I keep, every so often one comes up of the crowd and I was like, oh, that fucking dickhead in that jacket. Or in them so did you shoes. record him singing that song so you can listen to it anytime you want now? No. I, I, okay, I, that was a, I'm, why would you suggest something as sensible as that? <laughs> I did. And it was literally on the floor. Like, how how could I have even had the capacity to make my phone yeah. work? True. Foolish of me. <laughs> so, no, I haven't got him singing it live because mm. I'm not sensible enough to do that. I, but anyway, as soon as I got back, um, I messaged my tattooist yes, yesterday. I, I gave her a day off on Sunday. I messaged her yesterday. I said, girl, it happened. So we've started working on some designs. I'm actually having two. I'm having the medicine one. It's not just going to be the lyrics. It's going to be a little bit something else. And then I saw something else which made me laugh. So I'm getting the second one too, which will be quite funny. And I'll share that with you when it's done. But yeah, so the tattoo is happening. I saw medicine live. I just, yeah, I just, how do I just go on? I do, and I'll tell you how I do get on. I go on by booking my horses into some competitions this week. That will help. That will help. I'll take one of them jumping on Saturday. Good plan. Cross country or show jumping? Oh yeah, cross country. We've had a bit of rain as well. I know. Yeah, it's pissing it rain. down. Yeah. Oh, we only had a little bit this morning. We didn't have a huge amount, but great idea. Might be soft enough to go. Oh yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Oh, good see, shout, Katie. I'm full of good ideas. You see, if I'd been there, I could have recorded that for you. I would have been on it. Um, I I like. Well, Ben loves getting tattoos, um, mm. but I think he's less about what they actually are. Like for oh, yeah. him, the buzz is like the getting yeah. the tattoo. Normally what it is for me, no, no, people will say to me about my tattoos, they go, what do they mean? I go, they mean I had some money and no responsible adult to stop me. Yeah. Literally. That's like, what he's oh, like. I'm not literally, I like that. I'm going to get that tattooed on me. None of them mean anything. None of them mean, well, apart from the one for Solo. Like some no, no, no. of the ideas he's had, I'm like, what? No, no. Like, whereas I quite like, oh, I would like. I think that's a cool idea. I think that's a cool idea. So Ben's got like um, the Virgin Mary on one arm, like a half sleeve. He's not particularly religious, um, but he liked the picture. And then he wanted a pinup girl for a while on his other arm, and I was like, you cannot have the Virgin Mary on one arm and a pinup girl on the other. Like, I forbid that. Either is fine, but together is just no. So anyway, he then decided he wanted like something for the family. Like mm-hmm. he wanted a family tattoo. And I was like, okay, what are you going to get? Like, well, this has gone on since we had Henry. He still didn't have any ideas. Um, and then I decided that um, I, kept, I said, why don't you get like bears? Because then it's not like he doesn't like something that's really obvious so I was mm-hmm. like, we we call Henry like Henry Bear, um, mm-hmm. you know. So I was like, get just like an amazing like wildlife thing, but we all know it's like a family one, but it's kind of not. 
And I said, I would love it if you got like our first dance was Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden. Um, I would I would really like it if you got I'll be your hope, I'll be your love, be everything that you need. Because I kind of feel like that's what he is to the family. It's like, I'd love it if you got that tattooed on you. So he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll like it. That's fine. I'll get that. Um, didn't he fucking go? And the tattoo artist was like, no, I'm not doing that. I, I, that <laughs> that'll spoil my bears. It's like, rude. <laughs> so he had got the lyrics? No. Yeah. just got the... So... Has he got the bears? Mm-hmm. The bears, but I'm no... A... We'll have to put that somewhere else on him. Yeah, exactly. Probably's a big thing. You'll find room for it somewhere else. Yeah. He's very tall. I got, I got to keep going with mine. It's never. I've got to decide where this new one's going. Well, the new two are going. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. It's fun. Why not? Life's I think I'm frightened to start because I think yeah, it is quite addictive. Yeah, well, very addictive. Very addictive. I did receive a lovely message earlier because obviously when I did my outfits, I did um. One of them was a bit shit because I didn't get around to doing it on the Saturday because I was really tired. But on the my outfit for the Wednesday, I did like a transition for it uh, to music. And then I and I put them both on my Facebook earlier, I just thought, because someone that Sam used to work with was just like, oh, I, I haven't seen your outfits yet from, from Harry Styles. So I put these two transitions up. And some woman who I'm kind of friends with on Facebook, I really don't know why. We all have them. We all have that person on Facebook. Absolutely. She was like, she's a similar age to me. She's like, what the hell have I just watched? And I, it took, it did take a little bit, of the, the like wind out of my sails a little bit, you know, because I, I was just having fun. I was doing whatever. Yeah. Um, so I just, rep- I did reply politely and just go, oh, do you not appreciate my hand stitched cherries? Blah, blah. <laughs> and then I just had a couple of messages before from some other friends going, I can't believe you know that. I think they'd also seen that it was a little bit of a snippy comment. And they were like, I actually think it's great that you're just living your life. And it's just like, you just got to do it, ain't you? Go yeah. out, get the tattoo, dye your hair. Buy the horse. Lose, lose your shit at a Harry Styles concert. Yeah. Everyone win. Do it. Get a tattoo. Maybe because I've got sore medicine, you should get a medicine tattoo. And if people say, what does that mean? Just go, oh, I've got to do a podcast. We've got to hear it live. I would, have to, I would have to have a bottle of Olaplex if I was getting a tattoo for you, Carla. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? If Fiber Side actually bumped into him again, he did have a bottle of Olaplex tattooed on him because he remembered it. Be worse if he had like a half sleeve because it was every step that you did. <laughs> yeah, that's a point. That that is a point. It would take a while. I took a long time with his hair. You did. I hope, I hope he hasn't got split ends now. I really do. Yeah, I hope. I hope he's really kept it up. We'll wait till you hear the story fog on leg on, darling. You'll love that one. Oh, I'm excited. That wasn't that great. It wasn't as good as it wasn't as good as Five Side. I didn't wash any air. Oh. Basically, I came out on the Wednesday, and I getting out was a, an absolute bloody nightmare. Yeah, and I can George, imagine. Yeah, so I don't know if you uh, people know Georgie, but Georgie is absolutely stunning, I and mean, she's one of those people that she doesn't realise she's stunning. So initially, we had this great idea because we were drunk, we were going to go out, out. Not just out, which was to the Harry Styles concert. We're going to go out, out. So we were trying to acquire people to go out, out. So at one point, we're following these blokes. One of them's got his hood up, um, and we're going to Soho with them. And I just had this moment. I'm like, I'm just trotting along behind in my boots, like. And then I said, "I'm the coat," which is we could end up being trafficked here. Uh, so we ended up like splitting off from them. 
And we, went, we ended up at this McDonald's. So we're in this McDonald's. And this other bloke's talking to Georgie. And she's like, go over the road, get me this, this and this, and a Dr. Pepper. And this guy does. Anyway, the next, this girl appears. And she's like, has anyone got a light? She went to light for a cigarette. And we, you know, and we were like, oh, have you just been to see Harry? And she was like, yeah. She was, it's quite a sad story, really. I, I said, tell me, tell me all about it. I'm drunk. I'm deep, deep <laughs> in for I don't even like Harry Styles. I was like, oh, right. Okay, that's weird. I'm with my sister. And she doesn't like Harry Styles either. So random thing to do. She went, well, not really. She said, I won't laugh, but she because it is really sad. But you know when you don't know how to react? You, yeah. She said, our best friend died two weeks ago. And he was a massive Harry Styles fan. So we decided to come in his honour and watch Harry Styles. And I said, would you have enjoyed tonight? Yes. So anyway, she said, because we only got the tickets two weeks ago, we've got nothing organised. They lived in Brighton or something. She said, we, have, we lived in, uh, we've got nothing organised, we've got nowhere to stay. So I said, well, we're going out, out. why don't you come with us? So we're like, yeah, okay. So we decided we're not going to Soho, we're going to go to Leicester Square and then we can go out, out. So we get this Uber, we all get in this Uber. This girl appears, gets this bottle of vodka out, we start drinking, Bring the, do it with the party to end. Then as we're like halfway to Leicester Square, we suddenly think this is really actually a really bad idea. So I said to these girls, I said, look, I'm not comfortable with tipping you out and letting you go to Leicester Square on your own. Because they were like uh, 19 and 23, I want to say. They were quite young. I said, I'm not happy with just leaving you in Leicester Square on your own. I said, you can come back to our Airbnb and we'll sneak you in. Now, this Why Airbnb... do you just acquire waves and strays? I know, I can't help myself. So this Airbnb was in someone's just normal house. And it was like... This, it was gorgeous it was lovely it was like this room at the top of their house so we had to walk up two flights of stairs to get to it past these four people that probably had work the next day and we sneak so we walk in with these girls and we go in we go up the stairs it was this point this girl discovers a volume in a voice that i have never i mean i'm a loud person it was the loudest fucking woman in london at this point and we get said to her whisper she said i don't think i can and she was just like literally bellowing fog on leg on that's why we called her that and she just would not stop shouting and she was telling us all these like really sad stories about joe but all i wanted her to do was like whisper them yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you can't when someone's like pouring their heart out you can't really say exactly i'm sure joe would have joe would have loved you she, she was. God, I did Joe love me quietly. <laughs> I don't know about wait. People downstairs. She would have woken the fucking dead. <laughs> the funniest thing was the, the um. We at about four in the morning. They, they, they there was a the tubes or something. They wanted to get up to get to the tubes. And they had to then get the train. So about half four, five in the morning or whatever they left. So she's basically shouted at us. I'm really, really tired. She's like shouted at us for hours about Joe after this. And then fucked off and left. And we're like, I'm going to get thrown out of this Airbnb. Anyway, they were about it. They were really nice. I did explain to them. I said, look, this was a situation. It was two young girls. And they were on their own. They were like, nah, nah, you'll find out where. She had but no every- concept of indoor voices. Yeah, <laughs> we did not realise how loud she was. Uh, she. But the funniest thing was that people, there's a thing apart from Harry Styles' concert when he sings Leave America. And in the UK, people shout that at him as loud as you can because obviously we wanted to come back to the UK. And it's like, Leave America. People have actually been recording them. And Wembley Night 2 is, has been so far the loudest Leave America of the tour. Now, I think 50% of that was fog on that. She was not going down without a fight. She was doing it. <laughs> Bless um. her God. Oh. 
bless her God. So, <laughs> so hold on, leg on. I've done it again. I've acquired people. You have. I, I don't know Saturday. how you manage. I just, I just talk to anyone. That's my problem, Katie. I love a good natter. I love a good chat. That's a good job as well, doing a podcast, isn't it? How are your horses, anyway? Come on, let's get back onto the horsey bits. Um, so I feel like all good, but um, most of the news I'm going to do is bougie because... Um, we all love a bit of bougie. <laughs> I feel like all the kind of funny things have happened with bougie. Um, I do actually have a funny story about Manny and Pan, um, but I don't think we're going to have time for it. Um, I'll write it in my notes for next time. Um, so, Bougie's still at Carla's. Um, okay. And, but I've been going over like a couple of times a week to ride him. Yeah. And then he has at least two days off a week because when I sent him to her, I was like, he gets really tired. And I know that she thinks I'm really soft on my horses. And I thought like, is she going to give him the days off, you know, because yeah. she just thinks I'm such a fanny. But she's like, he gets so tired. I've never known anything like it. He gets so tired. So she'll be like, you'll work hard for a couple of days. And then I'm like, what's Bougie doing today? And she's like, he's in the field. He's just having yeah. a rest. That's so much like Jazzy. Yeah. Jazzy, is literally, he just, he's like, he. I think it's him and Bougie are very, very similar because when he's like doing stuff, he's very, he's quite 100 miles an hour in his brain and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, but you know, he's very good. He's actually a lot more sensible, I would say, than Bougie. But I think that's because he he tries really really hard all the time. He just wears himself out. Yeah. With it. So yeah, Bougie's probably a little bit different. He's just probably trying to kill people, which again well, takes a bath. Bougie's like mo- sorry, I've just lent on the chair. Um, I think most of Bougie's problems come because he doesn't quite understand or he doesn't want to like properly engage his core and lift his back. So. With me, if I asked him for something like that, he would just go fuck off and rear or book. With her, he's realised all that does is make him work harder. So he's just kind of like, what, what's she asking? So then he gets like really yeah. tired because he's like completely like mind fucked about this like concept of engaging a core. I mean, I'm right there with him, to be fair. Wow. Um, but anyway, so yeah. So um, first bougie news is I hadn't seen him um for probably a week and so I went in a stable and was like you know giving him kisses and I was like hey bougie and I like scratched his neck and he immediately turned round to like you know and they groom you yeah. but I'd clearly got his itchy spot because he groomed me and immediately gave me a big hickey on my neck nice nice so I was, yeah I mean I felt like straight away I felt it and I was like super that's absolutely super. I mean, to be fair, so I, I said to Carla, look at my fucking neck. And she was like, what the hell's happened to your neck? I said, bougie's just done it. And she was like, that'll look great for Ben. Um, I came home and I said to Ben, I've got a hickey on my neck. And he was like, what? I said, bougie gave it to me. Um, and he said... I feel like appreciates that nothing this whole does surprises him anymore. <laughs> bougie gave me Well, at least I've broken a bone. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, so Ben actually did something that I really didn't think would have been Ben's response. I thought, you know, there was a few options of how that the end of that conversation could have gone. What I did not anticipate was Ben saying, well, look at my arse and immediately dropping his pants. 
Well, I mean, no, I, I can see why. So Ben, um, he came in from work probably about a month ago and he said a horse had bitten him on the ribs and it scarred this horse and bit him so hard. The bruise is only just gone and, and it's left like where it cut him. It's like the skin's all like raised and bumpy. So anyway, another horse has bitten him on the arse. And his, arse. Yeah, his arse was black and blue. Oh. And I was like, why is everything biting you all of a sudden? Like, have you been bathing in apple shampoo or something? Like, what the fuck's going on here? Everyone's taking lumps out of you. But anyway, oh. I mean, that put my hickey, to be honest, right yeah, into perspective. I've got a hickey. Look at my arse. Yeah. So... Oh, most of when we did see mine, because I had to keep oh, taking yeah. my jacket, by the way, because and the, my arse cheeks just fell out. See, I called was, it, Carla. I said that I would happen. Beyond, I was beyond caring. Beyond caring. <laughs> I was like, look at my arse, Wembley. Hello, <laughs> Wembley. <laughs> anyway, um, so but, but he's fine, Bougie. Getting on well? How's his he's jumping? Doing really well. So I've been jumping him when I've been going. Um, and he's got a really funny little style. Um. It's taken a little bit of getting used to. And I think as well, just because um, you, like when you get used to riding experienced horses. Yeah. So then I'm riding something, number one, that's very different to my boys. But then number two is young and needs quite a lot of support, like on the turns especially. Um, Yeah. And, you know, actually this isn't – I thought at the time I should say this on the podcast and then I forgot and I've just remembered now. I think so many people think that it's like a negative thing to send their horse away or to get a pro on it. And it's it's almost kind of like a bit of a failure or you're not good yeah. enough. And there's a bit of stigma with it. And do you know what it is? Like I I do that as a job. Like I break ponies and sell them. But this horse, obviously, I want to do a bit more. And fuck me, the difference is like night and day. I rode mm-hmm. that horse. So for the first time, like I'd ridden him a couple of times on the flat, like or small fences. And then I went back after not riding him a bit and rode him. And I just fucked it up, basically. Like he jumped round for me. Fine. Yeah. yeah. But I, I knew I was undoing all of her hard work. And she got on him the next day and had a massive fight with him because he was trying to, like, drift out through the shoulder and, you know, do all these little things. So, like, it was just silly mistakes that I was making. It wasn't – that's the thing. They weren't bad mistakes. It was like – so say his canter um, is slower than my boy, like the two big boys. And so um, I would soften my rein and then Bougie would be like, where's she gone? Yeah. I want my hand to hold him. Yeah. Yeah. And so then one of the times he just ducked out to the side and this horse is game as fuck. I mean, I can criticise him in so many ways, but it is fucking game on. Um, And it ducked out to the side and it was literally because he just went, where the fuck have you gone? Yeah, yeah. Then after that, the next four times I came round, he didn't duck out because I was ready. But for the next four times, he was like, I'm going out that side door, same as I did the last time. And I said to Carla... This is where you could be a decent rider and you could have a nice horse and within probably two months, you've got to stop her. Yeah. And it's yeah, neither I... of your faults. 
I totally agree. I totally agree. I think people, my only, my only thing with having a horse produced by a pro is they get quite used to having an accurate rider. So not so much an issue when they're young, because actually having accurate rider is the best thing. It builds their confidence. Yeah. They, they, it is a wonderful thing. But I think a lot of times people, when they start having problems with a slightly older horse and they go, well, I'm going to send it to a boot camp and get it sorted. And everything gets sorted beautifully at the boot camp. But then, so, you know, I do think sending a horse away to a rider or a, um, a professional rider or whatever is, a, and I think more people should do it. The reason that they have got to where they've got to is because they're better than us. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly. a fact. It's, and, you know, it, there's no shame. You know, they do it day in, day out. They yeah. do it for their living. It's like, you know, I'm good at radiography. So, yeah. you know. Well, it's funny because, like, his books and rears, to me, were huge. And I know that I set out books and rears. Like, Manny's a rearer, and it doesn't bother me in the slightest. I know he would scare yeah. some people shitless. Yeah. But what were big to me, he's, like, small fry to her. So she can just ride him, like, get on with your job, get on with your life. And he's like, oh, all right then, I will. I think people, it's all very well Pitt say, oh, I'm going to send them to a pro. It that Obviously, you have um, a great relationship with Carla and you there's a lot of trust between you two, you yeah. know, and a lot of honesty between you two. And I think that is quite fundamental to it. I Absolutely. think the problem I stand with, someone picks up, someone goes, oh, they've been a successful rider. They've won X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to get them to produce my horse. That doesn't always necessarily work because no. number one, you don't know how they've got that success. <clears throat> and number two, you know, like there, there's no relation. There might not be a relationship between you. You can't talk about, you know, how you want them to be. Then date. they've got to produce a horse for you to be able to ride. Now, you know, yeah. Carla knows you. She knows you inside out. She knows how you ride. She's produ- She knows she's producing him. Yeah. For you. For me, not her. Yeah. So she's making this amazing horse for her for you to ride and her to continue training on so it's, it all works very well so it is about selecting the right person but I do I mean, agree with you I do so difficult like because there's so many things like we've had people with a mare that we used to have who was super talented I've talked about her here before like Minnie and she was way too much horse for me at the time and there were people who I went to who I know 100% were trying to buy her cheap from mm. us like yes. she can't ride yeah. inside of it but I know what she's got yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah and they thought that because I couldn't ride one side of it I didn't know what I had I knew what I fucking had do you know what I mean I just couldn't yeah. ride it um <laughs> yeah um there's that and then there's the other side of you know some people are going to be able to get results on your horse but you're going to get back and I've had this happen you're going to get back a shell of a horse am I prepared to do that absolutely not um so for me personally, it needs to be somebody who, like, I am getting lessons off or know very, very well. Yeah. When the horse is there, they maybe need to ride it a lot at the beginning and then start to phase yourself in. Because yeah. after I went and rode him that time where she then had a lot of trouble after I'd ridden him, I was like, right, okay, so my problem is the turning. I'm losing him every time on turns. So I went back a couple of days later and I was like, right, we need to nail this on the flat. I've got to learn how to turn this horse. And part of the problem was I still expected him so much to bronc that I wasn't sending him forwards enough. And then the other problem was 
I was opening my outside rein, which I thought was to support him, but um, I actually needed to close it on his neck and that would support him more, which was like, I wouldn't have known that. And then the other thing was she said, sometimes you you ride him like you're riding a very experienced jumping horse and you ask him to sit more than he can sit. So he's just like, I can't do that for you. Um, so just all those little things that someone who was doing that day in, day out, it is like, for her, it's yeah. like ABC. And, and so I just kind of think, you know, a lot of people... If you said like oh I've sent him away, they'd kind of be like oh you know she's not good enough or oh, yeah. they do love that they love to look down oh you haven't done it yourself well no fuck I've done it myself house we're decorating our house and the, there's a thing which is my husband has always refused to do he says I am not going to pick up a paintbrush in this house I will pay someone number one I hate doing it which you know we don't hate riding horses number two I'm crap at it yeah and number three what I, my skills take me somewhere else what I can earn can pay someone else to do it that's what ben so says. it really is yeah, yeah. so it really does and, and I think if you if you you wouldn't you're not going to sit in that we're not going to sit in that lounge and go well we didn't paint this ourselves didn't you know we failed yeah we failed we didn't paint this ourselves why would you think that you know we, we picked the color yeah we did everything else you know, you know we're not going to think that the house is any less just because we didn't paint it well, that's like so, I came home after that session where it had gone like, okay, but not the best. And I'd had a lovely time. I'd had a good ride in him. But Ben said, um, like, how did it go on Boosh Day? And I said, like, amazing, because I 100% knew I made the right decision sending him there. And yeah. this is why. And he said to me, the problem is what you what you did like a few years ago was commonplace. Nobody produced the young horses themselves. Everybody sent their young horses to proper, respected professionals. But now everyone has decided that they can do it themselves. Everyone's watched a few YouTube videos. Like, I can do this. I can yeah. do that. And I think it's like, say, I feel quite confident doing like the Connies, for instance, because maybe they're going to go on and be like a 90 horse. And I do more than that. So I feel like I yeah. can confidently get you to that stage comfortably. I've never even jumped what I hope one day Bougie will be able to jump. So how the fuck am I supposed to teach that horse the skills that he needs? And we've all been there. We've all had a horse and got a horse that at some stage we've, has, we've all ticked along quite nicely with it and then the wheels have fallen off. And when you look back, you realise the wheels have fallen off because the right foundations were not yes. back in place, right back in the start. Yeah, We've all had horses in our lives. And I think that if it means you, have, and it's not about, I, I'm about to say, if it means you have to swallow your pride, but it's not a case of that. It's just, if it's a little bit of just being, do you know what? I'm going to recognise that I'm a little bit out of my depth with this yeah. bit and get Absolutely. somebody else that's better at it. You can always get somebody better. There's always yeah. someone better. And why would you not want the best to do it? And like that's Ben said, you know, in that horse's life, like hopefully, you know, God willing, we're having like what, 25 years or something. He's like, if he's gone away for like eight weeks, you know, when you're really enjoying jumping a lovely 12 year old, you're not going to be like, but he did have that eight weeks with her. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Can you like, imagine? Um, And I mean, don't get me wrong. I know I'm in a like, I mean, when I say I'm in a privileged position because we were able to do it, like I actually. Oh, yeah. Everyone can afford it, with that and that, and we and we appreciate that. 
you know, working with I I can't at this point, she says I've spent a fortune on her sales tickets last week. I can't afford to send either of my boys away at the moment for, for school. If I could, I probably would do at this moment. I think it would be a really great opportunity for Jazzy particularly. At this point in time, I can't at the moment. And also, I, you know, I want them at home. So it's, you know, not everyone can afford it. We do appreciate that. That's fine. We're not slating you for not being able to afford it. We, but if you can, or if you, you know, don't think like, it's been a failure. She made a vast difference in like a couple of weeks. It's just that for him, I said to her, look, I'd rather pay you for a couple of weeks more and give him those days off. He yeah. likes a lot of sleep, you know, give him that. Um, don't blow his brain. But I mean, I like I couldn't afford to do it actually. Um, and bloody hero of the podcast, Rachel found oh, so me terrible. found me a really jammy like side hustle, a temporary side hustle which paid enough to pay for Bushy to go away. I think she was nah. doing it partially because she was very concerned that I was going to die. Well, yeah, I mean, to be fair. She is your friend, and I and she she probably you know all these broken bones. She said, "I've had it, I've had it." Well, I she was be- the one that had to rush me to the hospital, so I don't know if that had some. But also, to do with it. your falling off stories do make good podcast stories, so yeah. she's kind of helped us. don't fall off anymore. I mean, to be fair, when I rode him yesterday, he did. I mean, he hasn't booked a read the whole few times I've been riding him, but he did. I just fully clipped him he's never been clipped for but he's really really hairy um and so carla wanted him clipped to go to the show so i went and clipped him yesterday and then oh, rode him the show. he's go you know he's going with us to western lawns um oh. so i went yesterday fully clipped him and then rode him immediately after and he did such a big book that i wet my knickers <laughs> Yeah, he does that to you, doesn't he? He's got a real powerful book. <laughs> I love that. I love the fact that you can just say that to me. Yeah, it's perfectly normal. Don't worry. All been there. So maybe our po- sponsor for the pe- podcast should be Tenor. Probably. That, yeah, we, I think we're going to need some tenor from now on. Yeah. No, just, yeah, just wear some Tenors next time you clip him and then ride him next. This is something I am actually really proud of, considering how I'm like 300 years old. I tell everybody this. I got pelvic floor steel, mate. Well, I actually, probably, I, I, I do. Not piss. Well, you just pissed yourself on your arms yesterday. I know, but honestly, like I would say, if it was something that happened, like on the regs. I mean, if I was to get really, really exuberant on a trampoline, I might be in. No, I'd, I, pro- I probably that. would be in danger. If you- you see me in that rear pitch on Saturday, mate. Not a shadow. Not a shadow. I, there was there was no... Oh, get but, in. I mean, I could try... I could clean, like, you know, it's normal and not wee myself. I, I never wee myself when I'm jumping. I was really surprised. <laughs> um, <laughs> All the listeners... I was so surprised. I was so embarrassed. I'm going to share. I love the fact that you were sharing it. Yeah, well, actually, I mean, I think I overshare on this podcast, to be honest, because I said to Ben, I wet my knickers when I rode Bouge. 
And he said, are you just telling me now because I'm going to hear it on the podcast? And I was like, probs. (laughs) (laughs) A bit worse than hearing about something on the podcast first, is there? So my next bit of the bougie saga, you can see now, honestly, I've got so many other things that I need. This is going to go on for like months, me trying to catch up. But anyway... So the last thing in the bougie saga, and I just think I want to say it because it was just such a like lush, lush thing, um, was, and also very typical of us. So um, I left Carla's and she lives quite far from me. Um, so I was knackered. So I decided I would go to McDonald's. So went through the drive-thru, ordered a few bits and then went to pay like did the little contactless thing. And the lady said, um, your card has been declined. It was only like a couple of pounds. So I was like, I don't think I've bought anything <laughs> that extravagant recently. Well, to, to be fair, as a horse owner, when they go, your card's been declined, there's no shame. Because like, it's kind of standard, isn't it? Yeah. You're like, oh, wow, that's a fucker, isn't it? What's going on? Bill? You know. So I was like, Try it again, because it, it can't be. So tried it again. She's like, it's been declined again. So I'm like, okay. So I said, oh, I'll put it in and do the pin. So I did yeah. that, and she said, it's coming back as card expired. Oh. And I said, it can't, because it expires 0123. And she said, oh, I don't know what to tell you then. She had no stars. I mean, clearly, I wouldn't have had any either. But she had no stars. I just want to put that in there. Um, so I said, okay, hang on. I'll park. I'll find some cash. Because I hadn't ordered very much. I'll scrabble around in my car, find some cash, come back and pay. So then I was like, how do I do this? So I had to walk through the drive-through. So I was like in the line of cars. So I was yeah, in my riding stuff. Everyone was looking yeah. at me like I was a fucking maniac, which fair play. Um, so I got there paid her the manager came and told me that I was a health and safety risk and I had to go in the restaurant fair <laughs> enough yeah carry on that one That's you know when you're like listen lady you've got no idea you you've only got me for five <laughs> minutes <laughs> <laughs> so I got in the car and I rang Ben and I said okay so I don't know what's going on with my card but they're saying it's expired and he said what's the expiry and I said oh 123 and he said so it has expired and I said no and he said well, yes, because we're in 06. And I said, 22. And he said, 23. You fucking scare me, Katie, because oh. how do you not know what year we're in and we're halfway through the year? Literally, you went back in time and you drove through that drive through Yeah. So I was it, like, it, hmm. What was even more interesting is I lost that card for the whole time pretty much that I had it. So isn't it a shame that I found it? And I don't know how I found it. And then it was expired. But anyway, that's bye-bye. How weird. I know. I feel like the universe was like conspiring against me. Anyway, so I said to him, that's all well and good. But the only problem now is I've got 15 miles of petrol and I am 70 miles away from home. And he was like, there's nothing I can do to help you. Like, I'm nowhere near you. Oh, you were like, put my but my Big Mac is more important than maybe putting that couple of quid in to get me home. Listen, that's £7. Yeah, I, <laughs> right, it's fine. 
Don't worry, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, finding it amusing. To be fair, a couple of quid would be nothing in diesel. So it was, it was an absolutely essential. Okay, this caramel iced coffee. Oh, they are the amazing, though, isn't there? They I went back so the next, good. and this has now become like my post bougie treat. Nice. Um. So anyway, um, I um, I said to Ben like, "What am I going to do?" And he was just basically like, "You're going to have to just ask them if you can back it to them, or I'll ring and I'll pay whatever." Like, so anyway, go to the next petrol station, um, which was Washington Services. Like so it's like a big one on the motorway, and um, I go in. I didn't put the petrol in the car yet. I went in and I said to this lady who's working there, I said, "I've got this card, but it's expired, so I haven't put any petrol in. I haven't put any petrol in because I saw her face." And she was like, "Okay." I said, "So can I just back you the money?" And she said, "No, we we can't do that. I don't have the capacity to do that on the till." I was like, what about if my husband rings up and like gives you his card details? Could you do that? And she said, no, because we don't have the ability to take an on the phone payment. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And she said, like, I said, I've got five, at this point I had five miles of petrol. I said, I've got five miles of petrol. And she said, how far do you need to get? And I said, well, I live in Bellingham. She was like, right. Um, Okay, um, look, would £20 get you home? And I said, yeah. And she was like, we'll just go and put it in your car. And I'll pay for it. <gasps> How wonderful. And I was like, no, no, no. I don't want you to pay. Because she was like, I don't know, like she was like, not an old lady, but like older lady. And I was like, no, no. I don't want you to pay for my pay. Like, that's not what I was trying to do. I wasn't trying to like get free petrol. I just like I don't want the cut. Like I'll pay. Oh. And so then I was like, I'll back you. And yeah. She was like, No, just put twenty pounds in your car. Like that's fine. And I was like, No, but then you know, and you're like, How long? She was like, yeah. just, just accept it. So anyway, I went back yesterday and took her a big box of chocolates and twenty pounds. Um, yeah. but is that not just the luscious that's thing ever? That's one of those moments that like really like reaffirms your faith in human, isn't it? Isn't it? And actually, I was having this conversation with my granny, which is really random. But I was listening to this podcast about the IRA. And um, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't it wasn't just about it. It was like it happened to be about the IRA yeah. sort of thing. And um, my granny and my grandma are Irish. So I, I rang her just really, really random. This is so random. And just said, like, what did Granda think about all of that? And she was kind of like, OK, it's a Monday morning. What the fuck is why are we now talking about the IRA? And then my granny, bless her, she gets very emotional. She started talking about the state of the world and like she was in tears oh. and stuff. And then I was like, Granny, Granny, I've got an amazing story for you. So I told her that story and she was like, You see, it's not all bad. And I was like, It's not. You shouldn't be telling me stories like that. I'm not, I'm not in an emotional, no. strong place. And then you've got to tell me a really sweet story about what a lovely woman that helped mm-hmm. you out. And I'm like, Please stop because literally. I'm I'm just here for you falling off bougie. Okay, I just mm. want to hear what Lord Featherington's done. Don't be giving me emotional shit. I'm not in a strong place. I did wet my knickers, though. You did wet yourself, though. You did piss yourself. Was that the same day you pushed yourself? Yeah, so I had to go in with soggy oh knickers. God. So you like, Oh, no, like, it wasn't. No, I had oh. soggy knickers yesterday. 
I'm so pleased it wasn't the same day because that would have been a bad day. Yeah. But yeah. Oh my God. Like literally. Stop now. I'm thinking about that lovely woman. So lush. So, I mean, how long have we been going for? Fuck me, we are so shit at this. We've been going an hour. We haven't done the topic. We're going to have to do it quickly, otherwise it's so expired. Badminton, we've still not talked about it. I think we're going to have to write off badminton. I think let's just write and it didn't happen. We'll drop it in with some like other stories on the way. We won't do it as a full topic. I don't think we can. No, not like badminton, but I feel but I feel like we have to do we have to do like because I've seen some things, um, like I've you know, looked things up and um I think it's kind of this time, so like last time, because I think now badminton it's like it's almost to me becoming like the grand national where like every time it seems like there's some sort of social media kind of like outcry. Yeah. Um usually because of Ollie, let's be honest. Um, yeah. I think it'll stop when the day that they don't let Ollie Tanner in mind there anymore. Do you think, quite- like, next year they're going to just be like, oh, Ollie, so- sorry, um, you're actually, you just missed out. There was problems this year with a lot of stuff. Like, obviously, because of the wet weather, a lot of people haven't had the runs. But you shouldn't be relying on runs to get your horses fit. No. Fact. You should be, you know, the, the fitness works done at home. And I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. You should have your horse, And they have, horse, like, water. the ability to do so much, you know, like swimming, water treadmills, like. So the the sort of the bullshit about, I think a lot of people, the only defence I've saw of Volley Town End, for people that don't know, you everyone knows now what he did. He did finally get pulled up, but it was a very, very uncomfortable round to watch. Um, and the horse slithered over fences again, and finally he got pulled up, and he had a warning for pushing a tired horse. I want to say, I think it was pushing a tired. Was it pushing a tired horse? You got it for? I, I don't remember. I did wrong. see a list of all of the. Oh did yeah, you see that? Yeah, he's had a few. Um. So, and I think the people that defended him in any way, well, number one, unless you've ridden at that level, you can't talk about... Shut up. Shut yeah. up. I'm not that one again. We're not going through that. And number two, people are like, going, well, it's been a really wet spring. They shouldn't, they haven't had the bounce to get the runs in for the horses. His horses were too experienced, five-star horses. They didn't, they, they didn't need fitting runs or experienced runs. Um, if he has turned up to Babington with unfit horses he's turned up because he's been too lazy to do the proper work and yes the ground was sapping and it was deep um, but other horses finished like they were could have gone around again yeah so you know you got to look around and go have I made the mistake here what have they done right that I've done wrong I just don't I'm, I'm gonna be quite straight I just don't like the bloke I'm gonna be really really honest with you I think he rides his horse he's a lot he is a good rider He's yeah. a successful rider. He's too hard on his horses. I would never send a horse of mine to him. No. I don't I don't like him. I don't like him as a rider. I don't like him as a person as he comes across. I think we get a lot of when he does mess up. They, I don't think I've ever seen anything that I would consider a genuine apology. Yeah. It's all very sorry by numbers. Yeah. It's kind of peace people. 
Um, and I'm, you know, I'm sure he won't lie awake tonight crying because I don't like him. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said on the podcast, um, I can't remember, but I've known two horses that have come from him, both who, or definitely one he took around Burley. Um, you know, it was a, a five-star horse um, at the time. And another one that he definitely went up to at least intermediate with, maybe advanced. Um, and they were the most depressed, sour-looking horses. And I just think that says a lot. Like, mm. I love, you know, say if you walk onto Carla's yard and she's got horses that are jumping Grand Prix. And they're like, they're cheeky. They've yeah. all got so much personality, so much sass. Um, um, sorry, Ben's just... Dipped at the window. Ben's having a breakdown, yeah. Hi, Sarah. Say hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> He's like, what the devil is going on here? He's like, mama. He's got Ben's hair exactly, hasn't he? He is a miniature Ben, this one. Like, I thought Henry looked like Ben, but this one <laughs> is just like spits. No, no. Um, yeah. Do you think when we say, um, are you in it for the love of the horse or the love of the sport? Now, I'm always amazed, and I think that I see this quite a bit. There's so, it appears to be some people that are in the horse world, and they just don't seem to like horses very much. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I can't get my head around it. I can't get my head around it. Go and do something else, right? Quad bikes or something. I don't know. Don't drag horses into this. Yeah, it's just, weird, isn't it? I just don't get it. I don't get how anyone can say they love horses or they want to be around horses or are the horses just a commodity? And I just, I just feel with him, with Ollie in particular, and there are others, there are others that give me that vibe. I get the vibe that they just, they're commodities that, achieve things for him yeah give, get, get him places that he wants to be um, I feel like everyone like I said something to Ben the other day and I feel like everyone who competes on horses should feel the same like I said I can't remember why we were talking about this but I said to me a horse feels like because I guess I'm someone who like I said on the last podcast like I'm quite amped and like stressy yeah, and yeah. when I'm around a horse I feel like I can take a really deep breath like being yeah. around a horse just makes me feel just so like much calmer and more perhaps. Yeah, maybe not always bougie. Um <laughs> but yeah, I just think like if that's if you don't walk into a stable and just like ah, oh, just oh, smile. Go down and see them in the field and just sit there and watch them. Yeah. And I but like not everybody wants that. I too do, I totally get that. Not everybody wants that sentimentality around a horse but still to not want the best for the horses around you you know you don't have to oh my they're my heart horse you don't have to be like that you don't have to be as pathetic as we are but like to you, you still must want the best for them and none of this oh they live like kings that's bullshit isn't it they live like how we decided they should live which is a good way you know, I'm not. I'm not being funny, but a nice stable block does not make up for yeah know, being not being respected as the athlete. Yeah, you should respect fellow athlete. 
So one of the things that I'd seen was that people were saying that they feel potentially in the not too distant future, there will be a complete ban of whips and spurs. What do you think? I think I'd like to see, I would, there are some changes I would like to be seeing. I, I, as a rule, don't tend to ride in spurs. I don't at the moment. I, do, I have done occasion. I do so often. Yeah, I'm um, the same. Like I couldn't say anything about them because I actually I I sh- jump Manny at shows in Spurs because he's quite backwards. Like you know, for spooking. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I don't wear Spurs at all. I just I don't I don't trust my lower leg enough. So I just think I would rather I'd rather take a stop or I would rather take whatever than risk them unnecessarily with spare but that you know everyone that everyone has to pick their own way through it but for me that's the one in terms of whips i never carry a whip when i'm schooling training vince i do occasionally with jazzy at the moment um and i have i tend not to carry one sometimes when i'm competing on vince because i panic and I, I have a bit of a tendency, I feel like I have a bit of a tendency to give them a smack down the neck when I shouldn't. I should just use my legs. Yeah. So I've tried to move away from doing that. But that's just me recognising how I ride and whatever. Will there be moves away and how I do how I feel about it? I'd, I'd love to see um, compulsory spares because when you reach a certain level at dressage, you, there's compulsory oh, yeah, spares. That's weird. Like imagine yeah. if, I mean, I, Pan never would. But imagine if he did, and they said to me, you've got to put Spurs, and I'd be like, I'll die. Yeah, I'd love to see I'd love to see the back of that. I know in field dressage as well, when you reach a certain level, double bridles yeah. are compulsory. I'd love to see the back of that. Event is not quite the same. You can, can still do the high levels in a in a in a snaffle. I think that there will be I think that yeah, I think it is gonna happen. I mean the B E and B S have both moved towards padded bit whips yeah. now haven't they and we we're uh, only allowed we're only allowed three um like to hit them three times for one incident um two events and you're two yeah 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 um but then i just i always think i don't think i've ever i've 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 never hit after a stop per se because the, the majority of the stops that we get I've ever had on my horse are for one of two reasons one I've either put them on an absolute fucking shot, shocker <laughs> and I've fucked up badly so I'm I should, I'm the one that should be getting the smack or number two there's a hole somewhere in my training and they've either been a massive spook or or something that's something that's caught us by surprise so with Vince I mean it's a little bit different with Jazzy Jazzy hasn't I'm going to touch some wood here but Jesse hasn't stopped with me ever so Vince it, it, you know so if he stopped I've never hit him after a stop because like I said there are my two reasons for stopping if I've ever used a whip with him it's ever and I, there's only ever been ones which was one after a run out the fence afterwards was a skinny fence I just gave him a smack on the shoulder to keep him straight and also going into ditches he sometimes I sometimes I have to you know give him a a slap behind the legs to keep him going forwards because he can be a bit ditchy. But yeah, so, I mean, so for me, oh, I sound like a right fucking pony patter, don't I? I'm not. That's probably why I'm such a shit eventer. Maybe I should... No, like, I, I don't think... Bit, so. I don't think you can ever be... 
I don't know. I was going to say I don't think you can ever be too soft, but I do actually because I think some horses are are become almost like become dangerous because people are too soft. But I think if if your horse is nice horse and you're just soft, then I think that's a really nice thing. I'm probably harder than you, especially probably since training with Carla because she has certain things that she is just really firm on. Like, do not allow that to become a habit. So, like, say mm-hmm. with Belinda, she would come off a corner not looking for a fence ever. Mm. And then we would end up, like, on half stride. or and Because she was totally oblivious to the fact that we were jumping. And she'd get there and just go, I can't do it. And Carla was like, she was never, she was yeah. never intended to do it. So then yeah. Yeah. that for her is, like, her job is to come off a corner and be looking and, and it's funny because she's um obviously started bougie's jumping bougie hadn't done any jumping he's just done cantipals with me and he, when you are doing flat with him and there was jumps in the arena he's like oh is, is it that one you want to is it that yeah. one that you're yeah. wanting and that's because for her that's like non-negotiable and so if they're not on that she will smack them and if i'm on them and they don't do that she will expect me to smack them and say like that's your job but the kind of aim with that is like that's the rule that you put in as a four-year-old and it will just last the whole career, like, and I get that. Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I do understand that. Maybe that's because I haven't had Vince from that age. So, obviously, maybe so, because Vince is very much, like, he can actually, he can actually be a bit pain in the arse because you can't tend to do flat work if there are jumps up because he's like, should we jump it this way? Should we jump it yeah. that way? You know, he's very much like that. So, like, that's what mine is like. I'm talking from a very privileged position. Oh, I don't need you to hit my horse because... Is a very different, you know, different scenario to having a horse that, that needs the educating that they have a job to do. You know, I get that I've got, a, I'm in a privileged place that he just wants to do it. Um, and so, like, he's constantly going to be fair, Jazzy's pretty much the same. He's like very much, but he's a little bit more laid back about it all. He's like very much like, if you turn him, he's like, oh, okay, we're jumping this. You know, he's very much yeah. focused on it. He's like, you're not I don't have the same problem that you say you have with Belinda like turning like completely oblivious to it or you like literally turning was like right yep we're jumping this it's all very basic (laughs) you have to keep things simple it's jazzy you know you have to keep things simple with him so you know maybe I'm just I'm just lucky with the horses I've got that that's their mentality I've they've got that natural mentality um but I can totally understand what you say about um again young horses it is important maybe to be that bit tougher on them earlier on like you say because then it lasts them and then it saves them a lot of you know one smack when they're four might save them 30 smacks when they're eight they've become you know? a stopper and you know, yeah yeah like yeah, so. and especially I guess for someone like her who produces horses who are then going to be ridden by potentially people like me that the horse has to be on its game because I'm probably yeah. not going to be <laughs> So oh, yeah. um, the other thing I saw, I just saw this, was Richard Davison said, what about, um, like, rather than focusing on the negative, maybe a good way to try and improve um, how we look is to um, reward the positive. Did you see that? No, but I really do think that as well. I think that the the problems with the likes volume of stuff is because they become the talking point of yeah. Bampton and then what people focus on this bad this one bad brand when you see that all those 
other beautiful, lovely rounds, those amazing displays of horsemanship that were there, why the hell was that one the talking point? Yeah. It really pissed me off. I mean, even down to, I can't remember his bloody name now, your man that fell off in the lake. Oh. And then started doing like I was so glad that so many people picked up on that and it got shared so much. He was amazing. That's, that's the sort of thing that we should be celebrating. Yeah, yeah it went a little bit pits up for him. But he, he didn't throw his whip down and rip his hat off and start stamping. He he was like, I'm piss wet through. I'm going to pretend I'm doing front corner of the night. And it just made me roar. I remember when it came up on the screens at Badminton, I was just like, fist bump to you, guy. You are amazing. Yeah. You're brilliant. Um, the other one that was brilliant was, um, was it Emily King or Lisa? Yes, Emily King who retired her horse. Emily yeah. King looked fine. She was having. She looked like yeah. it. it looked like a really, really nice round. Jumped into the water and Emma's like, "What's going on?" She literally just pulled up and she was just like, "Wasn't there too tired? Wasn't his day?" And that again, we, we're seeing these amazing displays of character of horsemanship. And Pippa Funnel, didn't she do, she did, um, made a statement afterwards. I felt, actually, um, I hadn't written this down, but I felt there was a lot of statements and comments put out that weren't, like, that were kind of not diggy. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but do you know what's like, what am I trying to say? Do you know what I mean? They were they were making their opinions known pointed. without making a little bit pointed, a little bit like yeah. a little bit like you got you woman making your comment on my outfit saying yeah. what have I just watched? There I was, can't remember what Pippa wrote, but basically she had said that I think it was Billy Walkon that she was on, and he just doesn't like I think it's the water at Badminton, and so she was just kind of like yeah that's fine like, and she was like I love the horse the horse. Is the most important thing. Um, yeah. It and like, I, I and didn't I hear the that... commentary, but I think, was it Lucinda Green who had said something like she was disappointed? Incredibly disappointed, I believe it was, with, with Ollie's performance. And I'm not being funny, but I think if Lucinda Green calls you out, then I don't think I'd ever recover if no. Lucinda Green called me out. You know what I mean? I think it was you. I think I think it was because there had been so there were so many good displays, and I think I think as well it's the fact that for him it's if it was once, yeah, you, you can forgive anyone a mistake. Here on it, you know, we've done it before. We've said, you know, I've slated him before. I've gone, you know, it was a really hard watch. There's been previous years, even there. There's been hard watches of him on a horse around Babington. And then I swallowed it down and I said, no, you know, he then did the, uh, some beautiful rounds. I was like, yeah. do you know what? Fair play. Amazing. They were great. I will take back what I said. And then he goes and does it again. And you're like, yeah. come on, mate. Me, as, you know, you're not making life very easy for us armchair critics here. <laughs> you know, we <laughs> you're giving us too much ammunition. Yeah. Go easy, babe. Go easy. But yeah, it's just like, it, it, I think if it, Looking at his, I think someone wrote a big list up, didn't they, on one of the forums? Because yeah. someone was like, yeah, but when you're swept up in the moment, and they went, how many times do you have to get swept up in the moment? And then they listed. Before you maybe just uh, say, look, I get too swept up in the moment, so I shouldn't be doing this. Well, exactly. For it to keep happening and keep happening. Yeah. It is. Go and get yourself a quad bike, darling. 
Yeah. Because if you can't maybe go to anger management or if you can't better yourself, you need to remove yourself from that situation. I agree. I agree. I absolutely do agree. And I do think that. And I think it would be sad because he is a successful writer. And he is really. Yeah. Yeah. He's a brilliant. He is not intuitive, perhaps quite as much as we'd like. But, you know, in terms of, you know, watching him ride cross country when he's on his game. He's a masterclass. skilled, yeah. His dressage. Um, oh, some of the dressage tests he's done. Chef's kiss. Superb. But then, like you say, he has to stop letting that winning attitude, that win at all costs, the getting swept up in the moment. that Make him a twat. Like, yes. Yes. You said the word. Because that's what he is. I nearly did, actually. I changed it just for you. That was only Thank for you. Thank you. Because I know you're emotionally fragile. Incredibly emotionally fragile. Please don't. Stop. All right, should we move on to Wanker of the Week? I think I've used up all my Wankers of the Weeks, but let's go for it. So this one isn't, um, like, it's from a, a little while ago, but I, I was like, I've got to tell the podcast it. So Henry had a doctor's appointment, Um and it was on the calendar, but I forgot to check the calendar. And then we were, it was in the holidays and we always get up, we get ready, go outside or we have our breakfast, we go outside, do the horses. And that's just always what we do. And, you know, just randomly, I felt like the universe was conspiring against me because I said this morning, let's just go out and do the horses in our pajamas and we'll come in and we'll have a really lovely breakfast. So... We went out, I put a pair of leggings on and I had this old tatty fleece and I just put my head in a bun. The boys were still in their pyjamas, went out, turned the horse out, came back in, started making like pancakes or something like, you know, pissy, ridiculous. And then, you know, you just get that feeling like I'm supposed to be somewhere. And I was like, mm. I- I'm supposed to be somewhere. And I looked on the calendar and I was like, fuck, because these appointments are not easy to come by. Like there is no option of missing it. I was like, get in the car, get in the car. So the appointment was in Hexham, which is half an hour from us. The appointment was for quarter past nine. It was nine o'clock. So I was like, right, everyone just get in the car. Just threw them in the car. Like, no, I hadn't even changed Seb's nappy yet from, like, waking up. So he's like, you know, when they've got, like, a saggy nap. So... Just threw everyone in the car, the car, and then, like, in a moment of sort of clarity, I ran back in, grabbed like iPads, um, shoes for Seb, shoes for me, um, anyway, shot off at like alarming speeds. Anyway, I tried to ring Ben, couldn't. He wasn't answering. It's Farrier, never bothers. So rang Rachel, superstar Rachel, and I said, "Could you find me the number um for this?" these this doctor thing and I will um I'll ring them and just say like I'm on my way I'm really sorry and she said listen like you've got enough on I'll do that so she did that for me so I didn't hear from myself I was like I'll just keep driving keep driving so anyway we get there and they do see us but it's only as I'm walking in the door that I look down and see that Seb's got one shoe on so we're in a waiting room Seb is in a sleep suit, like, you know, one of those ones you zip them into. Yeah. 
a one of those, one shoe, no socks. Henry is in pyjamas that are clearly pyjamas. Um, I am covered in mud because Pancake stood in a puddle that splashed up me with hair. Honest to God, I took photos of us all because we were so bad. It was a real low point in our lives. I'll see if I'll share them. I probably won't, I'll be honest, because we really look shit. Um, and the lady walked into the waiting room and she just said, um, Henry Summers? Clampets. And then she looked at Seb and you could tell she was like, cause you, you could tell all the other parents in the waiting room were looking at Seb and thinking, does that woman know she's got, he's got one shoe on. So she said, um, Henry Summers. And we stood up and Seb, oh, that's the other thing I've missed. Seb just kept saying, he calls all shoes boots. Ah, oh, boot. Oh, dar. <laughs> ah, boot. Seb looked at this lady and said, Ah, boot. Oh, da. And she said, um, did you know he only had one shoe on? And I said, well, as I walked in the door here, I realised he's only got one shoe on. But we're running late and it's either in the car or the walk from the car to here. Yeah. I don't have time to go back and retrieve it. So I'll just find it. And she was like, mm. okay. The whole appointment said just kept saying, like, looking at the lady and saying, a boot, order. So I could tell. We really hadn't shown ourselves in the best light, and I think she was thinking uh, this. Okay. This family are fucking lunatics. Like, I, you know, like I was very, very aware. And fair play to her. Like, um, So yeah. we went back for the, his next appointment, and... This is, I think, what sealed it for me was I I walked in and she said, did you find it? And I said, find what? And she said, the shoe. And I said, what shoe? And she said, you lost the shoe last time. He only had one shoe on when he came in. And I said, oh, yeah, it was in the car. And then I thought, (laughs) that, that was quite normal to me, that sort of, yeah, but she's obviously remembered. She's like emotionally scarred. So then we sat down for Henry's appointment and she brought it up again and she said, I've been wondering, I was thinking, I wonder if she'll find that shoe. And I was like, you, you have really given that a lot more thought than I have. And I think that says a lot about my life. Mine isn't that great, my wank of the week. But I mean, I'm pleased with how it turned out for me. Okay. But um, when I was putting together... Um, my Harry outfits, bringing it all back to Harry. Um, I I sort of put them together, a combination of secondhand clothes, and then I needed some glittery stuff. I went very glittery, and I bought um this something from Sheen. I did a Sheen order. Okay. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I go on Sheen, and like you can like find anything on Sheen, can't you? Like you can find like a little hat for hamsters and whatever. So when I was going through and I was I was quite I what I knew what I wanted, so I was like, I knew what style of thing I wanted, but I was adding all this stuff to the basket because the problem with Sheen is if you don't, you'll never find it again. It'll disappear. Yeah. Adding like stuff like really randomly. And I came across these shoes and I don't know I just hit add and I just added them to the basket. Anyway, then I went through the basket afterwards and I kept the stuff I wanted to keep. 
and got rid of everything else out of his basket, basket placed the order. I did think it was a bit weird. And then I realised initially, and I know I started panicking because I'd actually accidentally ordered three of one thing by accident and five of another, which I didn't need. So I was having like trying to cancel it and I was getting incredibly stressed. And finally I got it all sorted. And then this order arrives and I open it all and I open it and I'd accidentally ordered a pair of shark sliders. They're basically sliders and they're sharks. Okay. They're sharks that are sliders. So like is the fin on the on the sort of fin at the side. The strap that goes across got a fin on. And then the strap that goes across has got teeth on. So in essence your toes come out of the shark's mouth. Will you you send me a picture? Yeah. I can't um, I can't imagine that are sharks. And when I got them, I was like, oh my fucking god, I can't believe I've ordered these. And I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. And my and and then like my husband was like, what the fucking hell are those? And so they're my new shark sliders. I've obviously ordered them. I ordered them by accident. <laughs> Isn't it funny? I ended up having to hide them as well because my boys, my boys will fight over fucking anything. It would turn out they would also fight over a pair of shark sliders. They're two sizes too small for Isaac. He was determined he was going to wear them to school. He's like, I'm going to wear the shark sliders. Like, You're not wearing them. Like, I'm going to wear them literally fighting over the, I had to hide him so then I was like right no one's having him no one's having him I'm hiding him so my wanker for the week but I, it worked out nice for me because I've got some very lovely shark sliders but yeah I accidentally ordered some shark sliders and there you go I mean I, I, to be honest I think they needed to be in your life I think the universe did that for you exactly like I manifested the hitties and medicine I manifested shark sliders by accident yeah. accidental shark sliders who wouldn't want them? So our um our wanker of the week that's been sent in by a listener. I think this is our first one where they've sent it like a voice note. I like <gasps> this. I love this idea. I, I want everyone to do this. Okay, ready? I hope it works. Hang on, it is not working. Right, hang on, because I didn't have my volume on. Stop. Okay. I know who this is. I know who this is. I recognise that voice straight away because I voice noted this person when I was drunk one night and we ended up having drunken voice note because he follows me on Instagram. I think I recognise that voice. He follows me on Instagram and one night he was just happened to be up when I was up and I was drunk and he was drunk too and we had a drunken voice note conversation. I know who this is. Is it Sam? Well, on... um. Instagram, it's Beyonce, Shania, Arthur Holmes. Oh, maybe his name is his name's not Sam then. (laughs) Right, hang on. How do you? It is definitely him. How do you rewind it? This is no good, Carly. See, this Right. Okay, I've put it, I'm starting again. I do want everyone to send them like this, but it might be technically difficult for me. Um, a bit of the week story. Um, I discovered the hardware that getting Supreme Products Men and Tail Builder in your eye actually causes massive eye infections. So I'm doing the Pony's first county level show debut with potentially a fucking eye patch on. Pray for me as I saunter in looking like Captain Bastard Hook. But hey, her, we move. 
oh my god please can i i've manifested hitties i've manifested medicine can i please manifest him having to rock up to a county show in an eye patch i mean why in my head you know you might as well put a parrot on his shoulder and a bandana you know i think it's time that showing you know went up went up a notch went to the next level like can you they'd be like uh, fancy dresses over there love (laughs) really lovely an eye infection from mane and tail someone oh my oh my god how much did he spread his eyes to get an eye infection you can imagine the pony's gonna be like fucking brilliant how the fuck am i supposed to get them to take me seriously when you're skipping about with one fucking eye that literally and also like just i'm not with this joker oh fucking one eye oh my god long beard to be fair did i suffer the la when i did the essex and stuff at team chase and um i'm sure i told you this story and i went out and got with georgie i went that's how of when i met georgie and we got really drunk the night before and i woke up the next day and the essex and suffolk is not like they do not come to play but i could only open one eye yeah, I don't think you told me you could only open one eye. Yeah, I could only I can only open one eye. One eye wouldn't open very well. I don't know what I'd done the night before to do that. I think maybe I slept with eyelash, false eyelashes on, in a par with your man with his bloody mane and tail in whatever it is in his eye. But anyway, I yeah, I could only I could only set up one eye. I mean, to be I'm honest, surprised. I'm going to be furious if his eye heals and he doesn't. I'm. I'm man. I'm sending juju. I don't want it to heal. I want an eye patch. He needs to give us what we, we what we deserve for entertaining. I, mean, I want an eye patch, even if his eyes are right. I want him to wear absolutely. <laughs> I think, to be honest, at this point, anything else is selfish. Carl is emotionally yeah. vulnerable, and yes. that's what we Thank need you. for the podcast. We need eye patches, and like also. I feel like when I used to show Connie's for someone, like they they used to say things like you needed, like it needed to tone with the pony, but you needed something. So the judge would say like, because oh. obviously all the Connie's basically looked pretty much the same. So like if you had say a bottle green velvet hat, they could kind of go, I like that one with the bottle green hat and they'd kind of remember yeah. you. And I'm thinking. I, this is going a different way than I thought. The one with the eye patch. I thought you were going to say put an eye patch on the pony as well. Well, I mean, and, uh, Mitchy Match. If see, if he was doing dressage, obviously the pony would also need an eye patch on the same eye as well. Yeah, obviously. That would look bad. That and in the same banging. shade of like teal or cerise or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I think that this could be a new. This could be a new showing trend. Yeah, I might have to wear an eye patch. There's no might about it. You have to now. Yeah, you've you've dangled that carrot for us, and we aren't going to let it go. And so to be I honest, once see- it becomes like you know your thing, like what's her name, Gabrielle? Gabrielle, yeah, she had an eye patch. You could be like the the Gabrielle of the showing world. Show Bring so- it. So, if you want me to decorate it, I I hand sewed cherries onto my uh, suit Wednesday. What would so, you, you know? I'm how not, would I- you adorn you an eye patch? I've got loads of diamonds left, like facial ones. So I'd stick them all over it. I don't think showing would go for that. I'm thinking you're going to have to go tweed and like velvet ruffle. Classy. Velvet ruffle. Yeah. 
And then you could also like tie it instead of elastic with velvet. See, this is why I always say show jumpers should have props because yeah. you would definitely bring it. And you see, this is you you've in that very short space of time you've given it a lot of thought and come up with a banging eye patch, the yeah. best eye patch ever did see. To be honest, Carla, I might just start doing them. I'll just start trotting them down car parks, you know, at a venue. Just watching you trot up and down with your horses. <laughs> Not at bougie. one point. I, I was gonna say at one point with bougie, we did think that was all you were gonna get to do with him, if I'm to honest. Be, I mean that. I I still me. I mean, this Carla's on him this time, so like there's no danger there. Well, I mean there is, but for her, and that's fine. <laughs> hey, you're paying her. She said she was riding one the other day, not bougie, I'm, I hasten to add. And I said, um, I was like, oh, that looks a bit, that looks a lot. And she said, yeah, I'm not worried. And I said, are you ever worried? And she said, concerned at times, definitely. <laughs> it concerns me that bougie never concerned you. That concerns me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can see that. I can have see to that. question your judgment. You've got a fringe. What more do you need to know? Oh, she, oh my God. So I clipped Watch him. It. I clipped him and she said, oh, my God, he looks so, so smart. He looks lush. He just needs his fringe trimmed now. No. no. And I was like, what? And she's like, just, you know, just neatened up. And so I was in a real rush. I was really late back. But I thought, I am fucking, I am doing the fringe. Because if she touches that fringe and takes too much off... I mean, That's that is friend. the end of a beautiful friendship. You don't have to find another trainer, do you? So I'm trying to explain to them. Explain why. Oh, well, how come you no longer train with Carla? Oh, she cut my horse's fringe. Yeah. Absolute scenes. So I said, I cut his fringe for you. So it's done. And she was like, okay. <laughs> she realised that. that I was like. About <laughs> that. You know what I can't wait to find out how he's got on his show. I know. Well, we'll see. I mean, to be honest, though, let's be honest. We're, we're far more interested in the eye patch that you. Well, yeah, 100%. I want to know if Beyonce's wearing the, her eye patch, his yeah. eye patch. And is it tweed? From what I can gather, my drunken, what I remember of my drunken voice note conversation that we had on Instagram, um, I think definitely Dan wants his breaking mm. the rules breaking the rules every time show jumpers would have it like lined with sheepskin around the edge wouldn't they for yeah. comfort yeah yes eventers would probably be like you know those eventers they would wear do you think they'd wear an eye patch what eye patch be like tinted your, your eyes hanging out of your socket it doesn't matter yeah super glue yeah just hold it in place and ride one hand <laughs> it there's no way they would have an eye patch is there <laughs> I mean, you can't say that we don't go off on a tangent. <laughs> well, once again, I feel like we've covered a multitude nothing. of areas. <laughs> we've um, covered nothing, everything at the same time. Very I'm little productive. <laughs> I'm going to go and have an emotional support gym. Um, oh, I, just had, I had like a pint while we were um, podcasting. Not of neat gin. No, no, obviously a little bit mixed. So you're not an animal. Yeah. Um, but you know, she did not come to play. 
It's talking to me that bad. I've only got tonight. Get me, get me a gin. Or if you like a normal, get me a pint. I haven't had anything to eat, and so I was like, I'll have. I don't know. Piss yourself. You're pissed. You're drunk. So I'll have a large gin and um, some honey on toast. Nice. Keep it classy. I'm gonna have some chunks of cheese and some crisps. Um, I'm not really a cheese girl. Oh, what? Yeah, Ben is. It's like living with a mouse. But um, I, I so Seb. I could never go vegan for that reason. I love cheese. Cheese is life. Yeah, I'm all right for it. I got you weirdo. You are. I'd rather have honey on toast. No, over cheese on toast. Oh yeah, I don't want cheese on toast. No, you are. You are such a wrongun. You are such a wrongun. No, I'm not having that. No way. Honey on toast over cheese on. I can't no, I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm Fair going. Enough. You can tell those people to contact us, drop us their wanks of the weeks. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm going. I can't, On that note, I can't say. We'll see whether we record again. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll talk to you next time. Thank maybe you. if I've got over my disgust. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.